In a Baptist church, they'd say, if that doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. So, <laughs> thank you, Joe. That was so good. This morning, but it really works well with what we're doing this morning. So, I'm going to be in Philippians, the second chapter, verses 12 through 18. Philippians, the second chapter, verses 12 through 18. Before I get the high sign, let me turn this. There we go. And he writes, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything with, uh, without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too, should be glad and rejoice with me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we do love you this morning. And Lord, I just ask that you pour out your spirit upon this service, open our ears and our hearts and our minds to what you have to say this morning. And all these things we ask in your precious, your holy name. Amen. A college professor in a composition class handed out a piece of paper. He gave every student just a blank piece of paper. And on every piece of paper, there was this very small spot in the middle of the piece of paper. The rest of the paper is completely blank, but there was one little spot in the middle of the paper. And he told the class, and he gave them this piece of paper, and he said, I want you to write a paper on what you see on this piece of paper. Well, in a class of 32, all 32 wrote something about the little dot in the middle of the paper. They told stories about the dot. They made up, they just made up stories about a dot. Some gave a detailed history of the dot. Some gave its origin, where it came from, why it got there. But to a person, all 32 wrote about the little, little dot on the piece of paper. The professor told the class, I gave each of you a piece of paper. And all of you talked about that little dot on the piece of paper. The stories were good. They were original. But no one, absolutely no one in a class of 32 talked about the rest of the paper that was completely blank. No one saw the amount of area that you could write on, that you could draw on, or anything new that could be added to that piece of paper. They only saw the dot. The dot was just a blemish on a perfect piece of paper. But everyone's eyes were drawn to that little spot. This is how we see ourselves versus how God sees us. We see our imperfections. We see the things that we 
would change if we could. But God doesn't see us that way. See, over 15 million people this year will have cosmetic surgery. Just this year alone, 15 million. Trying to fix something they don't like about themselves. If we could only see ourselves as God sees us and not as the world sees us. When we accept Christ as our Savior, those blemishes are gone. God sees the work that Jesus has done in our lives, and now we are perfect in the sight of God. Sure, we're going to make mistakes, but when we ask for forgiveness, those mistakes are forgiven. But remember, His Son has already died for every sin that we're going to commit. We just need to ask for forgiveness. When we stand before the judgment seat of God, it's not going to be a question and answer about our physical appearance. It's going to be, do you know my son and do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? See, God sees the work Jesus did in our life, not the imperfections. Back in the mid-90s, I bought a, a, well, new-to-me car. And I took really good care of that car because I was making the payments on it. But one day I ran home for something and I just took it, it was a stick. So I just took it out of gear, ran in the house. And when I came back outside, my car wasn't in the driveway. It had rolled down the driveway. I forgot to set the parking brake. It had rolled down the driveway through my neighbor's yard. And fortunately, a tree stopped it before it ran into my neighbor's house. Now, it wasn't going that fast, and it didn't do a lot of damage to the car. Actually, it only left a little scuff right below the license plate. But I would go places, and people would say, nice car. And I was like, well, thank you, but let me show you this. And I had to show them the blemish on the rear bumper. Driving down the road, I thought everybody on the road was only looking at that little blemish below my license plate. But again, that's how we see ourselves. We see what's wrong and not what's right. See, I hope people don't see a chubby balding guy that apparently has a lot of trouble growing a beard. But they see the work that Christ did in my life. Like I told you last week, I've been made new. I am redeemed. I'm still working with old parts, and these parts are wearing out over time. But I'm a new creation in Christ. When I'm called home, I'll not only not worry once about these blemishes, and I'm pretty sure that they don't have scales in heaven, thank goodness. But everyone there will not see the blemishes. They will only see me as a child of the king. They will only see you as a child of God. In my prayers, you hear me say a lot that we should reflect Christ in how we live our lives. When we look at ourselves, quit looking at what's wrong and see what God has done. See Christ in your reflection. See the work he's done and the work he's doing in your life. In 1966, 1967, not real sure about the date, my dad bought his first new car, brand new car. It was a Dodge Coronet. No man has ever been as proud of a car as he was with that Dodge Coronet. 
He had this car until I got out of the Marine Corps in 1987. If that tells you anything about how much he loved this car. He actually drove it to the junkyard and mom drove him home. Mom said, be glad you didn't take the trip because it was pretty emotional on the way home. But he loved that car. That was his first new car. But as much as he loved that car, I hated that car. I wanted mom to pick me up or drop me off if we went somewhere. If dad had to take me to school or anywhere else, I would have him drop me 500 yards from the nearest kid. I did not want to be seen getting out of that car. I am now very ashamed that I acted like that. It was something that he loved so much. I was so ashamed to get out of that car, and the man driving the car couldn't be more proud of the car he was in. But how do you think God feels when we are ashamed of ourselves or what people think of us when he's given his son for us? He is so proud of you. He is so proud of us. Sure, I want to lose 40 pounds, and I would love to have bangs again, but I've been redeemed. I've been made new. I'm going to spend eternity in a body that not, will not grow old. We will be children of God. Me and a friend that I used to work with still talk about this quite a bit every time we get together. We, we like to say that when we see each other in heaven, we're just going to shake our heads at all the things that we've worried so much about here that really didn't matter that much. All that really matters is do you have a relationship with Christ? And if you do, it's going to be okay. No matter what the scales say, no matter what the reflection in the mirror looks like, you are a child of the King. He doesn't see blemishes. He only sees the work his son did in you. You are redeemed have a time of open worship.
hearts and minds are at ease. Please stand as we sing our benediction. for the work that you've done in us. Lord, I pray this week that as we see ourselves, we see Jesus in us. But more importantly, I pray that when people see, when they see us, they see the work you've done in us. And all these things we ask in your name. Amen.